All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a game preview for the Bengals Dolphins Thursday night football game uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, we're really excited to talk about this game. We're really excited for this game. And without further ado, let's just get right into it, guys. It's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, we're really excited. So uh, let's first off talk about the Bengals and Dolphins injury report here, Donnie. Uh, you got something to say about that? DJ Reader being out, they talked about it. He's going to be out for a lot of this regular season, but that's going to be killer against Miami. They already have elite weapons in the passing game, and if two is healthy and going, you really needed to, to rely on being able to stop that ground game. And DJ Reader's one of the best tackles, defensive tackles in football, especially in the run game. So that that'll be that's going to be killer. Um, but you know, it two is still maybe out for Miami, which you know, <laughs> I don't want to say the Bengals would win that with their record against backup quarterbacks, but and they got but it, Teddy still. Yeah, it's so not like Teddy, they got a. I was going to say Bridgewater. Uh, he's not your typical backup. No. <laughs> so. It. The injuries go both ways, it looks like, at least. Both both teams are going to have key players so at least hobbled. Yeah. Like, for the Bengals, you got Apple, Higgins, Hurst, Mixon, Jermaine Pratt, and Mitchell Wilcox are all listed as limited to practice. They seem like they're all going to play. Maybe Pratt won't. He didn't play last week, but it seems like he'll probably play because I know he was questionable leading up to last week, and it was probably like a game-time decision that he wasn't going to play or anything. So, um the Bengals, not too many key players are going to be out. It looks like that just looks like they're going to be hobbled, obviously, like you said. Yeah, and for the Dolphins, it's literally their whole team is hobbled. So <laughs> that's yeah. what that's looking like. Yeah, like 15 dudes on the injury report, and I think one was veteran rest. So yeah. it's it's just not there, – there's a lot. Like we said, Tua, who probably should be in concussion protocol anyway. Yeah. Karen Armstead, starting left tackle, Xavier Howard, starting cornerback. Jalen Waddle, elite receiver, when paired with Tyree Kill, at least. Uh, Javon Holland's been good. Raquan Davis has been good. Like those, those dudes being limited or out would be huge turner. Uh, would be huge factors in this game. Yeah, and like you said, with Tua like being in concussion protocol and everything, even if he's out, I don't really think the game changes much. I don't think him and Teddy Bridgewater are that much of a drop off. In all seriousness, like Tua, he's having a great year, but that team is great around him. Like guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, those dudes like are the whole offense. Like Tua has great players around him, and he's just distributing the ball to wide open receivers, in my opinion, a lot more than like he's making plays on his own. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater could come in and do the same stuff. So I don't think it's any guaranteed anything for the Bengals if Teddy Bridgewater plays, because I feel like it's not that much of a drop off, in all honesty. The. The big thing um, with dropping from Tua to Bridgewater is just the range the that the safeties have to watch out for. Like Bridgewater doesn't quite have that same zip on his deep balls. He's not as accurate with them either. And that's where the big difference would be. Like if you can keep everything within 15, 20 yards of the line of scrimmage, you've got a much better chance. Yeah. And with you're more likely to recover on a deep ball thrown by Bridgewater than you are Tua. Because two is yeah. more likely to put it on a dot than Bridgewater. Yeah, 
the whole thing about Tua though, he'll like he always gets uh the big knock on him is his arm strength and how he doesn't put that much zip yeah. on the ball. But that's, that's what tells you Bridgewater doesn't have that strong of an arm either. Neither of them really have that strong of an arm. Yeah. Teddy two gloves is a, yeah, I'm, I'm not as afraid of him, but it's still a backup quarterback and we're still the Bengals. So (laughs) (laughs) would need to worry still. Uh, I'm a, I'm a be honest though. i really truly think like you could put 20 quarterbacks in the NFL and put them in on that Dolphins team and they would do as good, if not better than Tua. I don't think Tua is some elite quarterback because he's having a good statistical season so far. I think that's much more the team around him, much more that than he just randomly took a massive leap to MVP form. Yeah, with him, I, I still need to see it a few more times just because, like, against Baltimore, a couple of those throws were just busted coverage that he was – Yeah, know, credit, he was, there was wide-open receivers to, that game. Yeah. Like, credit, he was able to put the ball where it needed to be. But it feels like a lot of NFL quarterbacks could have gotten that in range. Um, but she's, he he definitely has improved. I will say yeah. he's definitely better this year without with or without the weapons. But I think you're right. The weapons are making it seem like a larger leap than it is, at least so far. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still time for us to be, you know, eating our words on that. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it... He's he's definitely made the lead, but I don't think it's quite as big as people want to say. Yeah, I think it's like the same thing going on in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Like he's putting up monster numbers. And like, don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts looks like a top 10 to 15 quarterback right now. But he's not a top five quarterback right now, even, even though he's putting up great numbers <laughs> through three weeks. Like some people are saying that. And it's like, no, like the difference is like, like I was talking about, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, those guys are the whole offense. They don't have just freakish weapons. Like Stephon Diggs, he's a hell of a route runner, but he's not some genetic freak that like, like he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. But like two has got the two two of the fastest dudes in the league on the outside he can throw to. And they're just they're playing amazing. And I think the offense is doing better more so on them than Tua right now. But he could prove me wrong and go out there and just throw dots against the Bengals, but we'll see. I mean, that, that's fair. The the gravity those two guys have, it's like equivalent to Steph on the basketball court. Like, it's just you have to account for them no matter where they are on the field. Yeah, exactly. It's just two genetic freaks who are just so fast. And Tyreek Hill's coming for Eli Apple, apparently, so. <laughs> yeah, last year Tyreek Hill didn't do anything against Eli Apple in the AFC title game, so – yeah you know we'll see <laughs> i'm not super concerned about that yeah eh. the secondary is better than it was too so everybody has beef with eli apple in the nfl <laughs> everybody has beef it, it's just because he's he's as pretty much as average as it gets but he talks like he's Jalen ramsey <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what it is it's just like he's as pretty average much. as it gets but he talks like he's Jalen ramsey yeah a hundred percent agreed on that. <laughs> if he would just not talk as much, he'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like a solid third corner for sure. It's just like he talks like he's elite, elite, and is as elite as it gets at everything. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. It, it got out of control last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Next, you want to talk about – let's talk a little bit about uh, the recap of how the Dolphins have looked so far. We've talked about some – but let's talk about um, 
exactly how they've looked and everything. Have you watched their three games? I've watched what I could. You know, being in Ohio, we don't always get their games. Yeah. Um, but, man, Hill and Waddle, that's just ridiculous. They're going to be a challenge for literally every team they play. So it's not anything groundbreaking here. But you need Jesse Bates to be on his game. You need Wuzier to be at the top of his game. Hilton, we could see a lot of Dax Hill this game if you want to start, if you want to play three safeties against this look. Um, and they're really, they they open stuff up for the whole offense, but like they're still getting most of the work. Like it feels like there's more holes in the zones for for like Gasecki and guys like that, but they don't really use Gasecki. Yeah. So they're, they're creating all these advantages, but the advantage they create is so big that they can just do it themselves. Like it, <laughs> those are the two you really have to to watch out for in this offense. Like that, they are, they're, they're just an incredible duo. I, uh, I've watched, I'd say half of the time they've been on the field probably because like, uh, I'll have it on the background while I'm watching the Bengals game. I'll have it on my laptop pulled up and everything. And, uh, I've watched them against, I watched the whole game against the Ravens just about. and. The big thing about that game was that was more so a Ravens just really bad defensive effort. I feel as I feel like more than the Dolphins offense because if you've looked at their other two games, they've been very pedestrian on offense. They haven't been some crazy crazy explosive offense. But against the Ravens, there was lots of busted coverage, lots of wide open receivers that were just streaking down the field, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, and they'd be wide open and score touchdowns. And that's how they came back. And I felt like that was more Ravens defensive problems than it was uh, the Miami offense just being so explosive because their other two games against the Bills and Patriots, they really were kind of pedestrian on offense. They weren't horrible by any means, but they weren't some great offensive juggernaut putting up 500 yards. It was like 300 yard as a team games. It wasn't something crazy. Yeah, Might no, have even been less this week. Yeah, I think you're right, but that's where it goes back to they're not using the advantages that Hill and Waddle create really well. Like, yeah. like I said, Gasecki's not getting any work, and that dude's that dude's talented. Like he's a no, good, he's a, he's a he's good a, tight end. He's a top ten tight end if you get him the ball, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. He's had some good years. And like Edmonds and Mostert, if they're both healthy, you know, that's a good duo out of the backfield. The line Yeah, they're solid. not ha- their run game hasn't gotten going much at all. But yeah. The run game hasn't really gotten going. They're not using many receivers outside of Hill and Waddle. It just, they need to diversify, almost like the Bengals, like we were talking about, the Bengals needed to, di- to di- diversify. Yeah. <laughs> They're play calling. Um, but the, the Dolphins need to do it too. They've just, they're just not as much under a microscope right now, I think. I think that's flying under the radar with them. Because, I mean, they have they have good play calling, but they need, it's still, still needs to tune up. It still needs to get better for sure. Yeah, even though they're the three and O team and we're the one and two team, we're definitely the team that still gets more like media coverage right now and more people are watching us every week. And that's just because we made the Super Bowl last year and everything. So like we're definitely more under a microscope and their problems are going more so under the radar. Like if you watch the Bills Dolphins game, I watched pretty much like most of that game. Mm-hmm. The Bills completely outplayed the Dolphins <laughs> in yeah. every facet of the game. That was one of those games. Gain more yards, you played better defense, everything. And you just, they made certain mistakes 
where the Dolphins didn't make them or the Dolphins capitalized on everything. And it just, like, it ruined the game there. Like, Josh Allen, 400 yards passing, and they ran the ball for over 120 yards. Dolphins, 186 yards passing, 30 yards of total rushing, or 40 yards of total rushing. Like, yeah. the the Bills played a much better game. Yeah, 495 total total yards of offense, 212 total yards total yards of offense. Shit. I'm feeling it just like <laughs> you. I can't talk uh, for the Dolphins. And the Bills really just completely outplayed them. Like, how many times do you almost almost three times a team in yards and lose a game? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's insane. That's rare. Yeah, just the fumble at the five and then the – the, the alligator arm throw from Josh Allen of all people really killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, it, and I know PFF I know PFF grades have their problems, but the Bengals and Dolphins grade out the exact same right now. Mm-hmm. Like they have like the exact same grade as a team. Well, yeah, the Bengals could be three and zero as easily as they're one and two. Like seriously, if legitimately. If Evan, if we had a long snapper, we win week one, and that's not up for debate, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he would have made at least the 29-yard field goal, even if he missed the extra point somehow. Even if that still got blocked, I think he would have made yeah. the 20 – or it might have even been 27 yards. I don't, It was so short. So I don't think that's up for debate. Week two, if we didn't play like complete shit in the first half, would have won that game easily. And I don't think that's really up for debate either. Like, And we still – we're so close to winning that game. If a deflected pass by Logan Wilson somehow actually did what a normal deflected pass did and died into some linebacker's hand, we win that game too. So, and it's not like he made a chip, chip shot field goal to win that game. I think it was 51 yarders, 51 yarders. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's not like we could easily be 3 0. And that's like, like that's very not true. Even, yeah. That's, that's not, not even like a stretch at all. Yeah. That's not a hot take. Especially no. the Steelers game, literally lining up for the extra point to win. If if Clark Harris yeah. is healthy, they win that game, and they're at worst two and one. Like yeah, straight. and and that Cowboys game easily could have been won. Like yeah. easily, they had lots of opportunities to win that game too. Yeah, agreed. Um, and and the Dolphins yeah. are three and zero. Sorry, I'm yeah. just wanted to say this real quick. The Dolphins are three and zero, but like it's not in that like convincing of like they're dominating these teams like the bills were before they played the dolphins. Like these are some close, close wins grinded out wins besides the Ravens game. That was just a shootout, but the other two are just grinded out close games. Yeah. I'm still going to credit the the dolphins because they played in the same, they played in the same stadium as the bills, but that was definitely had some yeah. field advantage to it. Like that field was a, an oven. Like yeah. I don't think I've seen a football player more tired than Gabe Davis after that last after that last play. Like he was just out of it. He was out of gas. Mm-hmm. So that definitely that definitely helped Miami. But yeah, you know, you still got to win. You still got to make the plays. There is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna downgrade them from three and up because you know they they did manage to win those games um but you're right they haven't been dominating like you would yeah. expect the three and O team to who has jumped a lot in super bowl odds yeah I, i'm not i'm not downgrading them i'm just saying because they beat three really good teams ravens patriots bills those are all could be playoff teams this year and i'm not downgrading them i'm just saying 
for three. It's not like the Bengals couldn't be three and zero as well. Like in all, yeah. so I'm saying it's yeah. not like it's not like the Dolphins are some way better team or anything, and that's why the Dolphins aren't getting as much attention or anything yet. Is because there's a lot of te- really good teams that are playing weird right now and not playing that great. It's not just the Bengals; it's the whole NFL, and this is what happens yeah. in the first three weeks of the year. It's just what yeah. happens. Yeah, just ask my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the Dolphins are definitely. I, like I said, and the Vegas line too was only two and a half. Was two and a half in favor of the Bengals. So like, yeah, they're even Vegas only has Miami's a small tilt better than the Bengals right now. Like it's not a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really a stretch to say they're on equal footing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because if the Bengals win this game, let's just say I will not be surprised whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, what? Like crazy upset. I don't even think anybody will think of it as an upset, really, even though they're 3-0. and Because it's just like they're 3-0 and and have beat three really good teams. Don't get me wrong, but it's only three weeks into the season. It's not week eight and they're 8-0 eight, and the Bengals are 3-5 and or whatever. It's not that as much. Yeah, and honestly, there's very little – very few outcomes that could surprise me this week because yeah. this will be the best passing attack the Bengals have faced too. But this mm-hmm. will also be, you know, it. this is also probably the best defense so far, given the Bills' so, injuries yeah, problems. The, yeah, the Bills were injured. Yeah, given the Bills' injury problems, this is probably the best defense Miami's faced too, the best secondary. Yeah, uh, let's go over some keys to the game for this game. Uh, can you give me one? Secondary, <laughs> that was going to be my first one. Um, I want to just how do they handle, how do they play Hill and Waddle? Because Hill let, Hill let the Bengals up or had some chances to light the Bengals up last season in both of yeah. their matchups. So having that experience against him um, will, will help with the game planning, but they didn't have a Waddle next to him. In KC, this Waddle's by far the most talented receiver who has played next to Hill. So, just seeing how the secondary stands up, how they handle it, because Miami's going to get points. I think they're they're going to get points just some way, somehow. Um, I just seeing how the secondary is going to play these receivers is going to be if they can hold them to. A combined what one fifty yards, one hundred fifty yards. I would call that a success. Yeah, I- I'm with you there. Um, my first key is going to be defense as well. I'm gonna go bend but don't break. I feel like red zone defense in this game will be very important. If you can hold the Dolphins to field goals, I think we're gonna win this game. Like obviously, you're not gonna be able to hold them to a field goal maybe every time they get a trip down there. But if you can hold them to a lot of field goals, make them make them kick three or four field goals in this game instead of three or four touchdowns, I think the Bengals will win this game. And, uh, yeah, I think red zone offense on both sides and for the Dolphins as well, if they can hold the Bengals to kick field goals, they got a good shot to win this game. And I think that's going to be a key to this game for both sides of the ball. Agreed 100%. The The red zone offense is going to be in, insanely important because the Bengals haven't been great with it. No, not at all. Since, since the first half of last season. Like, like they're approaching a season long, season long worth of struggles in the red zone. So, if they can, they've got to take advantage of that this week. Because you're right, I don't think like they're the the Dolphins' advantage goes down in the red zone because you can't use the speed as much down there. Mm-hmm. But 
they're still talented enough to take advantage of it and punch it in. So the Bengals have to be able to answer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. What What's your next key for this game? How well does the offensive line hold up against a better pass rush than what we saw in New York? Um, like, I was encouraged with what I saw against the Jets. Um, I know Collins didn't grade out that high on PFF, and but he didn't let up a sack. Um, can Jonah Williams, you know, he's he's – really not losing a ton of reps like I thought yesterday. The ones he's losing, he's just losing badly, like really, really badly. Um, so can he limit the the issues off of his reps? Can Volson continue to improve? And I want to see the um, the run game be better too. It felt like um, Karras couldn't get out in front of Mixon a few times on those wide zones. So seeing how the offensive line holds up against a better defense than the New York's will be. Um, and hopefully the improvements are there. Having them play as well as they did against New York is going to be big. Yeah, like you said um, about the offensive line and everything, yeah, you said yesterday um, when we were filming about how Mixon uh, needs to break more tackles and everything, but I think partially that, yes, he does need to break more tackles, but there are no holes really. <laughs> There's not many holes to run through. Like – Piran at the end of that game, he he was breaking some tackles, but nobody was getting to him till like three or four yards into the <laughs> into his run. Like there really weren't people there right away in the backfield or anything. And I feel as if early in that game when Mixon was in there, there weren't many holes. Yeah, the the only one I saw that was egregious was like down toward the end zone where Mixon had a wide open lane to his left and he still went right. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I think you're right. The the offensive line does need to improve their run blocking and their their pulling and and stuff. So just making sure that they are better at that this week, because when you can build off the run game, it's a lot easier to use play action. It's a lot easier to throw the ball and mix it up. So just seeing what the offensive line has improved on, and hopefully they keep up what they did last week. All right, my next key will be an offensive key. Um, I'm going to go with spread the love again. Uh, we did it last week. Can we continue to do that? If if Xavier uh, Howard is keying on Jamar Chase or you got and you got safety over the top keying on Jamar Chase, then feed the ball to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd until they, until they do something about it, and then you'll have Jamar Chase freed up more. Um, they did that last week against the Jets. Jamar Chase just never really got freed up, but – he didn't need to. They uh, they found Tyler Boyd. They found T. Higgins, and it worked. And I would love to see them do that again if Chase is getting covered or double covered. Agreed. Yeah, if they're and if they're if they're playing too high, run Hurst up the seam, or if they're man press, which wouldn't be smart, try to find Chase on the back shoulder, like or Higgins over top, like just don't like you said, don't key in on one dude. Just take what the defense is giving you. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. And I think that'll be a big key to the game. And if they can do that, I think they'll win this game. Um, next up, let's do a little players to watch. Let's get both give one player on each team uh that we're ready to watch for. So go ahead, Donnie. All right. On the Bengals, I want to watch Dax Hill. I think he's this is gonna be his week to to finally get some more snaps. Um just because of the the threat that 
Miami has on the outside. You need the speed in there. You need somebody who's going to be able to stay with those dudes and provide help over the top, coming down, whatever. And I think Dax is going to be able to do that. And it won't be, you're not asking him to be the guy. Like you're not asking him to wear the green dot or anything like that. So putting him out there, having Bates help him or Bell help him, um, having what will be beneficial for him getting that experience against these dudes, I think would be, would be good. And you, you need the help anyway. You need, you're going to need as many DBs as you can get with the way their run game, with the way Miami's run game is. So I I really hope I want to see how Dax Hill fares this week against, against the dolphins. All right. For me, for the dolphins, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. Um, I'm not, I'm really going to be watching him run his routes and everything because I want to see, because obviously we're going to be keen on Tyreek Hill. Why wouldn't you? And I want to see uh, how free he gets open and stuff. And I want to see how our secondary reacts to him and everything. And I want to see like, if he's getting wide open, if he's staying covered, I want to see all that. Agreed. But yeah, the, he's, he's a sneaky, I, I shouldn't say sneaky, but you, you definitely can't forget about him while you're playing for Hill. If if Jamar Chase wasn't a like a person, he would be be the best receiver from that class, I'd say so far. Oh, Devonte Smith, that, he's that's he just might be more standard. talented. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's just a really strong class so far. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really hard to pick a dude. I don't I don't know though. I don't know if that class would be more talented than twenty twenty. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, actually, yeah, because I'm I forgot Judy. It's just CD and Justin Jefferson. Because yeah, J- Judy hasn't done much so far, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, for um my my player, I want to key on for the Dolphins. I've actually got two, and it's Mostert and Edmonds, um because I think they're both talented backs, but they're not necessarily top tier guys. But the, I think they can both hurt the Bengals if the defensive line isn't up to snuff with with Reader out. So. If they're able to to eat up clock and work the ground game with those two, I think Miami has a much better shot. Whereas if they're struggling, if they can't find the holes, or if the Cincinnati's defensive line is, is stepping up, I think Miami's going to have a much harder time. So seeing how well those two running backs are playing is going to be um, what will tell us a lot about how the defense needs to operate and whether how much of a chance Cincinnati has yeah, and uh, I think that's uh, something to talk about, like with Mostert, because it it is amazing to me how well that 49ers just rush attack rush attack is. Because when he was on the 49ers, when he actually was healthy, he looked like one of the best running backs in the league. He'd rush for a hundred yards damn near every game he played, because yeah. that just tells you how strong that like Shanahan rush attack is. Yeah, and he's because on the Dolphins he looks fast. okay. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, yeah. Because on the Dolphins, he looks okay. But if we can limit the big plays from their running game, then I think we'll be fine. Because their run, rush attack isn't rush attack isn't going to just carve us up or anything. But they could explode for a huge play because Mostert, like you said, is so fast. Like if he got to the second level, he could take it to, all the way. That's just how he is. He He's a big play machine if he can get into that second level. But he's not going to break a crazy amount, amount of tackles up near the front four and everything. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to watch them because if he's able to to hit those holes well, if he's able to get up through the second level, then 
that's just another dimension you have to worry about with an already shorthanded defense. Yeah. So if you can, I was gonna say, so if you can just watch him and contain Evans and Edmonds in the passing game, you should, should be okay. Yeah. Cause Edmonds is more of a Swiss army knife running back. He's more of a Gio Bernard esque running back, more of a receiving back who will get some carries as well. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's, or I'll go with my Bengals pick. I'm going to be watching Jonah Williams this week. Because, like you talked about, when he got burned last week, it was bad, and he got destroyed when he got beat. So, this is a pretty simple one. I just am going to be watching him, seeing how he holds up against that Dolphins D-line, and see if he, seeing if he can uh, contain the pass rush a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's better to have five average guys on the OL than four elite guys and one who just always gets burned. So, mm-hmm. having, just let him be average. Just be an okay left tackle and just try not to get burned as much as he does because the defensive ends are finishing at an insane rate when they get past him. So he's, it's either him or he's just unlucky. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see. Um, But you're right. He needs to do a better job anyway. He's letting up too much pressure as it is. So being better, being better is a necessity for him. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. So now it's time. Let's get into our picks for the game. Donnie, what's your prediction? What's going to happen? This is going to be tough. Um, that stadium's going to be rocking. Don't underestimate that atmosphere. Um, you know, they're unveiling the white helmets. You know, it's going to be their first all-white, you know, helmet, pants, jersey combo. They're doing the Ring of Honor stuff. Going to have some legends in the building with Willie Anderson and Andrew Whitworth. Thursday night, I think it benefits the home team a lot more than the away team, especially the game Miami's coming off of in that heat. Um, I'm going to go Bengals 28, Dolphins 24 in a game that comes down to the last drive. All right. I agree with that 100%. And that's hilarious. That was literally the prediction I had in my head. So (laughs) I'm going to change it just a little bit. I'll just change it just so we don't have the exact same uh, score and everything. But um, for me on this game, I think this game is going to come back down to the last drive or one of the last drives. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a little more – I think it's going to be a pretty big offensive game, like in terms of yards and everything, but I don't know if they're all going to finish in touchdowns. I could see some turnovers in this game on both sides. I could see Tua throwing a pick. I could see Burrow throwing a pick that ended a drive. Um, It is going to be rocking in there, and I'm expecting a 31-28 game. I'm expecting this to be a 350-yard-plus passing game for Burrow. Like I think this is going to be a big yardage game. That's what I'm expecting from – because I feel as if the Dolphins are going to get out to an early lead, and I feel like the Bengals will come back and win it. Yeah, we need. Um, yeah, if the Bengals fall behind early, I can definitely see that happening. Um, would love for the the same scenario as last week, where the game script is just super in their favor. Yeah. So, but if it doesn't, I can definitely see the 350 yards for Burrow just to keep up with this Miami. That, yeah. Attack. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a sh- a shootout for sure. I'm not going to predict some 40-point shootout, but I'll say 31-28. I'll say on a low end of a shootout. Yeah, every time somebody predicts a shootout, it's usually like 15 points off in either direction. Like, <laughs> nobody ever every, gets those right. 
every time it's like Chargers Vikings or something like that, I'm like, oh, shootout. <laughs> or a Chargers Raiders game. I'm always thinking it's a shootout. Something like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I thought the Chiefs this weekend were a lock. They were going to score 40 plus and they would be fine. No. <laughs> Can't even get three yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I thought that Thursday night game two weeks ago, Chargers Chiefs was going to be like in the 40s. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It just but never happens for some reason. <laughs> but then the games you don't expect are just absolute shootouts. Like Jets. Miami. Jets Browns was kind yeah. of a shootout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. For sure. But that's our predictions for the Bengals versus Dolphins game. I was about to say Jets. That was last week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope you agreed with our picks. If you did, root on the Bengals hard on um, Thursday night or tomorrow night when you'll be seeing this. Um, subscribe down below to the YouTube channel. Check out the Spotify. Check out Apple Podcasts. And uh, without further ado, that is all for this one. See you guys. See you.